I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I'm not Alyssa. Welcome to 52 Women, the podcast of the Montgomery County, Maryland chapter of the National Organization for Women. Um, we're going to start this week off with health care, and I swear, I really hope like we can end this segment soon, because I'm just anxious and I'm over it. Um, I just hope it doesn't change by the time we right, post no, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, that's the other danger. Like, you know, things might change in like two days. Who knows? So, um, because things change so rapidly, I was really just going to go over high level the most recent development. So, the Better Care Reconciliation Act, which was the stupid Ted Cruz amendment and all that, that's essentially dead because five senators said they would vote against it. So, Mitch McConnell pulled it. And then he was like, no, we're just going to repeal it. We're going to do, you know, we're going to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. We're going to get rid of Obamacare. It'll be great. And almost immediately, three senators, all women, all left out of the drafting of the bill. Um, Shelley Moore Capito, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski. Um, So West Virginia, Alaska, and then, I'm sorry, West Virginia, Maine, Alaska said, nope, we're not voting for that. And the full repeal was dead in the water, um, almost 12 hours after they announced it. Um, So the rumor is Mitch McConnell is still going to force a vote next week. He might not get too far because there are all these... They're trying to pass the bill in reconciliation so so they can pass it with 51 votes instead of 60, but there's more rules associated with it. And they were basically told today, if you're going to go this way, Planned Parenthood has to stay in. All these other things have to stay in, so he's probably not going to go for that. Um, but he might force a vote on full repeal or something next week. But nobody knows, um, but at least these three women have kind of said we're not we're not voting we're not voting for it um Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia basically said I didn't come to Washington to hurt people um and the CBO came out and said if they did a full repeal 32 million people would lose their insurance by 2026 and just to recap when the Affordable Care Act went into place I think 22 million people gained insurance so not only are we doing a full reset, we're making it much, much worse. Costs would go up. So it's just bad all around. Um, and I feel like women, besides women saving the day, yeah. which they did, um, women's issues save the day. So yeah. um, I have the statement in front of me about the bird rule, and and um, which is what you're talking about with the, the reconciliation. reconciliation. Yeah. Um, it's Dana Singeister, the Vice President of Public Policy and Government Affairs for Planned Parenthood. Um, and she says, targeting Planned Parenthood because we provide abortion is an obvious violation of the Byrd Rule because the provision's primary intent is clearly political and the budgetary impact is merely incidental to that purpose. No amount of legislative slate, sleight of hand <clears throat> will change the fact that the primary motivation here is to pursue a social agenda by targeting Planned Parenthood because we provide the full range of reproductive health care, including abortion. The defund Planned Parenthood provision, and she has defund in quotations because obviously we know it's not truly defunding, um, which we've explained because it's not funded in the first place, (laughs) Um, provision is the epitome of a mean-spirited policy that hurts millions of women and has no place in legislation, period. The bottom line is that it is absurd for anyone to assert that the purpose of this provision is budgetary when it is plainly clear that this dangerous policy is rooted in a political agenda. This does not change the fact that Trump cares the worst bill for women's health in a generation and should fail. Yeah, and the other thing that I forgot that that reminded me of is the other provision that the parliamentarian said is a no-go is they were going to prohibit um, insurance plans be sold on the marketplace that offered abortion, which FYI, abortion is an actual medical procedure. Right. Like it's, there are so many reasons why it would need to be performed. It's a, it's a legitimate medical procedure, but apparently some don't see it that way. Um, but there was a provision that they couldn't sell insurance in the marketplace that offered abortion. Yeah. So that was something else that the parliamentarian said, this isn't going to fly. Yeah. I think to your point, it violates the... To her point. Yeah, yeah. to her point, yeah. it violates the bird rule. So, but since then, these three women who essentially stood up together and said, we're not doing this, 
are now facing um, sexist backlash. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> because they're basically, they're being called witches, they're being called feminazis, bitches. So we're rhyming there. And then we're, <laughs> rhyming, we're rhyming. And then they're like, not even are, creatively. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, oldest <laughs> to 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 reference practical magic. <laughs> another uh, insult that's been used for I don't know seven centuries, but they're also being saying this is why women can't serve in government and all that. And these all these women are doing is saying like this is going to hurt people. This is going to hurt my constituents, and it we we can't do this. This isn't why we're here. Yeah. And it's so. funny because to me it's proof that this is why we need more women yeah. right. serving. <laughs> it's like, to stop and think. Like, wait. Oh, there are consequences to this? Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this will, like, she said it best, like, this will hurt people. Yeah. And I feel like that's the first time I've heard someone. With half a heart. With, with half a heart on the, <laughs> yeah. on the Republican side. I mean, Lisa Murkowski uh, has been very big on saying she won't support defunding Planned Parenthood. Right. Um, Susan Collins the same way and the three of them have been very big on you know we need Medicaid funding and all that but until this point I don't think anyone has come out and said very plainly we're not hurting people it's just amazing to me that you could think that you could go into a room and make a lot which obviously this was haphazard and sloppy and and ridiculous even though they've had all this time Ted Cruz (laughs) fucking Ted Cruz but like any even if they had taken time and and felt like they were doing it thoughtfully and really were trying like if you don't if you have a population as diverse as ours and you are populating the room who is making all the decisions on this bill the entire room is filled with white men over a certain age how are you going to get a comprehensive law that takes care of all the people in this country, even if you had the best of intent, even if I had the best of intentions, I don't know what it's like to be a, a black woman in Alabama and who happens to be someone who lives in a poor neighborhood and lives in poverty or a poor white woman in Indiana or mm-hmm. a, I don't know what it is like to be those people. So how can I possibly, without any input, from anybody familiar with any of those situations, how can I, without a reproductive system in my body, sit in a room and make this law? And, and think people are going to go for it. And they've wanted to do this for eight years. Yeah. Right? They like can't they can't even do it. Right? They wanted to do but they didn't take the time. Like, you would think, like, we really want to get rid of this. Like, you had eight years to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. To just have some... Paul, Paul Ryan hasn't been doing much. This has been, like, his thing. Like, I want to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. P90X takes at <laughs> least an hour and a half. And marathon training. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, Posing for gym photos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but eight years, and they couldn't come up with anything other than what they came up with. Right. Which, the only ones for it are them. Yeah. Insurance companies have come out and said, God, please, No. Yeah. The AARP, the AMA, yeah. and granted, the pharmaceutical companies have been pretty pretty silent. Like, I don't think they want to touch anything right now because, yeah. you know, they're next. But all of these other groups, hospitals, all coming out and saying, this is a bad idea. Yeah. It's going to wreck our economy because healthcare is one-sixth of the economy. Yeah. Just don't do it. And they're like, no, we're just going to force a vote. We're going to go ahead with yeah. it. Yeah. It's like because I don't think they actually take into account like the people. Yeah, right. I think they just are anti Obama. Right, and there's let's get rid of the thing with his name on it. Yeah, I don't which care they, which, which they, they gave him. They gave it that name. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I like to say the Affordable Care Act because that's its name. Yeah, they called it Obamacare, mm-hmm. and like now you hate it so much you want to get rid of it. Like, ugh. Did you see all the videos, like, around the election, after the election, of the Trump voters who, when asked about Obamacare, like, oh, I hate it, I hate it. But when they asked 
about things in the Affordable Care Act. They're like, yeah, I'd support that. It's like, yeah. it's the same thing. One, yeah. of, one of the big, like, Ugh. I remember, like, the Kentucky example because Kentucky is one of the few red states that kind of went all in. And their exchanges were great. Their, Kentucky is a success story. And wait, and, sorry, remind me, who's the senator from Kentucky again? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The two senators from Kentucky. The two actually, senators yeah. from Kentucky because yeah. the one is a jerk and Rand Paul is like, I'm not voting for this because it doesn't go far enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, your state is the success story. Yeah. P.S. Check, call back home. See how it's going. Yeah. But these people, I think it's called Connect. They love it. Yeah. It's working really well. It helps a lot of people because Kentucky's kind of a poor rural state. And so, yeah. and so it helps them. But then you ask them, well, how do you feel about Obamacare? Mm-hmm. And to your point, they're like, it's awful. It's like, no. No. Because they had specifically had to market it as Connect so people would jump on board. Yeah. When and, you're when racism gets in the way of getting health care. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um yeah. but what we were gonna do because you know these women are getting this sexist backlash and it's awful. Like it it's just not okay. And And who knows if that's what people are saying in them on Twitter, I can't even imagine the amount of pressure that Mitch McConnell is oh, putting yeah, on these on. women behind closed doors. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I like what kind of stuff that they're threatening them with. What? I can't even imagine. I think Trump called them Trump traitors. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I, I, I had but out loud, concerned, yeah. out, out loud. If it's already that bad, out loud, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Behind closed doors, yeah, I'm sure they're just telling them your career is over. You're le- we're coming for your seat. We're coming yeah. for. I mean, I'm sure they're. That's what he did to Dan Heller, right? And Dan Heller was a Dan or Dean Heller, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me. Dean Heller was a, Dean Heller in Nevada. He was one of the first senators to come out against the Better Care Reconciliation Act. Was like, I can't yeah. support Cause this. Sandoval because the governor there was like, absolutely not. And yeah. Dean Heller will go with the governor. Yeah. And um, Trump sent his lackeys after him, yeah. and he sat him right next to him at that yeah. meeting. And so. God knows what they're doing to these women who are just trying to do their fucking jobs by protecting the people in their state mm-hmm. and voting for the, those people's best interests and those people's requests. Right. So um, what we were going to do, because I am the designated phone caller of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, is we were going to call... Call a senator time. Yeah, we Call a senator. The last time was, it was, we're not happy with you, call a senator. Now it's, we are happy with right. you, call now a senator. Right, now it's, so we're going to call um, Shelly Moore Capito because, so we're, you know, in Maryland, and we border West Virginia. You know, Harper's Ferry is maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes from where we're sitting right now-ish. It's, it's 30, 30 to yeah, 40 close. minutes. It's, it's, yeah, it's close. It's not too far from Montgomery County. Yeah. No, it's, you know, it's right up 270. So we were going to call. People from Montgomery County go to West Virginia a lot on weekends. Yep. And don't live in the nightmare of opioid addiction and yeah. all kinds of terrible stuff that's happening in the economy in West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And and there's there's the commute, people commute back yes, and forth absolutely. and all that. Oh, yeah, from the bigger, yes. And I think people like to go to West Virginia for gambling, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and Mar- Martinsburg's a cute little town, yeah. too. Yeah. Harper's Shep- yeah. adorable. Shepherdstown. Mm-hmm. So we were going to call and leave a voicemail because um, I'm pretty sure, I mean, if anyone answers at their office now, I'll gladly speak to them. But we were going to call and leave a voicemail and essentially say, you know, thank you for standing up and helping people. And you sorry know, you get this backlash sorry, that yeah. none of your male colleagues are getting. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we want you to know that there are people out here who really appreciate you. And we're sorry that the Internet is a cesspool of trolls. Yeah. So And stand strong. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm... I've heard, it's not like last time where I had to search for the number. Thank you for calling the Washington, D.C. office of Senator Shelley Moore Capito. Got the right number. Unfortunately, nobody is available at this time to take your call. Please leave a message. Hi. Um, this message is for Senator um, Shelley Moore Capito. And we are, there's three of us here, we're residents of Maryland. And we wanted to call and say thank you to the senator for you know coming out against the full repeal of the Affordable Care Act. We really appreciated what you said that you didn't want to hurt people and that you know it really looks like you're out to do the best thing for the people in your state. And you know, sorry about all the backlash you're getting, but we wanted you to know that there are people as close as you know your your neighboring home state that really appreciate 
you know, standing up, you standing up and, you know, supporting the little people and just generally um, preventing this horrible piece of legislation from going into effect. So just wanted you to know that there were nice people out there. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I hope you have a, a good week and keep up the good fight. That's good. Great job. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so that's, um, that's God knows what's going to happen in the next 48 hours. Um, you know, we're going today's in, Friday. Yeah, today's Friday. We're going into a weekend, so maybe it'll be quiet. Maybe Trump will try to pardon himself or something. I don't know. <laughs> Not over the weekend. He's no. got to golf. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's, he's, got, got, so, he's got stuff to do. He's got to golf <laughs> and prevent us from going on the CNO Canal. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. Uh, so, what do you do? So there's a thing, um, there's a... There's, I mean, I don't blame the Secret Service. I blame him. Correct. Yeah. Not blaming the Secret Service, but um, they're saying that when Trump is golfing at the club in Virginia, his club, his club in Virginia, they want the Secret Service wants to clear all the boats from the CNO Canal near Riley's Lock, in in Poolsville. It's like Darnstown, Poolsville. Yeah. It's like yeah, where we used to. You and there's Kalivas right there. There's like a camp. Yeah. There. Yeah. Day camp, they go kayaking every day. Yeah, I used to go to that camp. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so they won't. Yeah, they want to clear the water when he's there. And that place is packed on the week. It's it's gorgeous as most of the CNO Canal is. You know, there's runners, bikers. It's where I go running. And it's and got a great parking lot. Yeah. It's got a really yeah. easy access spot. Yeah. But if they get their way, because he can't go work. And he has to play golf all the time. I'll tell you what. I lived in Narnstown, and there are a few Trump supporters who are also big outdoorsy people. And I don't want this to happen, but I kind of want those specific people to have their days ruined by the guy they voted for because they wanted lower taxes. So they're not listening, but there you go. I'll support Darn's that. Town Republicans enjoy. I'll support that. Enjoy your day. All right. All right. Um, and that, yeah, so that's all I have. Well, I'll keep track of this bullshit. I, <laughs> still, and, and still on the Maryland front, still Governor Hogan, pretty quiet. I mean, he did say what he did, he did, uh, to his credit, there's two things he's done. Uh, with when the Better Care Reconciliation first came out, he said something like, This isn't going to work for Maryland. Really strong statement. I think that was Larry. after like a bunch of people yeah. calling, yeah. including us, yeah. including us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me every day for a week. Yeah, um, yeah, and then there, re- I think it was early this week. It might have been Monday when the senators were announcing they weren't going to support the Better Care Reconciliation Act. There was a letter um, that there was a bipartisan group of governors that got together and said they they this was a bad idea. They couldn't do it, and. Um, he was not as vocal as John Kasich, which, as we've mentioned, we're not really huge fans of John Kasich, but at least he... And politically, it makes no sense for him to be... Hogan? Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it does, it does, Like his state would... Many of the things Trump is doing would negatively affect Maryland because if he cuts the federal workforce, he cuts all this stuff. Like, right. that hits Maryland and Virginia. Yes. And we know how Terry McAuliffe feels in Virginia, but yeah. Hogan's just like, eh, it's fine. And Hogan has a personal chance. He just went through cancer treatment. It just mm-hmm. seems like he has this personal chance to talk about the care he received and how he, you know, he had early detection and he got, it just... It's like it's like right for him to to me politically to win over some of the more like blue dog kind of moderate Democrats in the next into in his next election. He's not. I don't get why he's let him quiet. blow it. It's okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad he's gonna blow it, but I don't. I don't. I don't, it's, just I don't know. Ama- it's interesting to me why he. But it, yeah, he did sign on to that letter, yeah. so he's got it in writing now, not mm-hmm. through a spokesperson. But we're we're clearly still not happy about it. Mm-mm. So. All right, what's our next happy topic? Oh, the abortion thing? Yeah. Yeah. All Um, right. So the other thing that doesn't necessarily affect Maryland, but, but, I mean, it doesn't affect Maryland at all, but it does tie into men trying to regulate women's bodies and doing whatever they can to prevent women from getting medical care. But there was a bill put forth in the House in Wisconsin, my favorite legislature state, saying um, that they're trying to prevent the teaching. Uh, so there's University of Wisconsin-Madison. It has a medical school. And the bill would prevent them from teaching their medical students how to perform an abortion or any abortion services, which could be a DNC, um, which is your first trimester, DNE, which is your second trimester, which are 
standard medical procedures. And the thing with some of these procedures is they're also performed once a woman miscarries to take the fetus out. So it's not like doctors need to know how to do this. They, they, you know, it's a medical procedure. It's important, but this bill would prevent them from learning how to do so at the University of Wisconsin Madison, which is crazy. I think they also want to prevent them from being performed at the school's hospital, which is like the only yes hospital around. Yes, because it's Wisconsin. Or no, they wanted to make it so you have to go to a hospital to get it. Yeah, and then they wouldn't allow a state school's hospital to perform it so that leaves like no hospital around there it's something yeah it's similar like so texas got that law thrown out the the whole women's whole health versus whoever that was the texas um the texas law that it was the same thing like you would essentially have have to have a surgical center surgical center um or hospital standards in order to perform an abortion or to be an abortion clinic yeah this is a similar thing where the supreme court threw that shit out so and I, Madison itself is such like a liberal super, yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and that's like not dudes going on a crusade in the yeah. state legislature. Fix up, just fix something else. Just like what? Why these people they, already lost? Like fix forty something plus else. years ago, they already just lost. Just go and find something else. Find something where I I I can't. I would still be for choice no matter what happened in the world. I'm would never not be pro-choice but I would have a little more time to hear what these people had to say if they gave a shit about a woman's life yeah any other time if they gave a shit about taking care of that child after the child is born with health care or education or anything it's like the number one concern of these people there are people starving there are people being women being raped women being beaten up there are people without jobs there are people i mean like all the atrocities happening in the world and their number one concern is is a first trimester zygote i can't get over it because they don't care they're not pro-life no i hate that freaking term Mm because they're 100 percent not pro-life yep and it has nothing to do with the medical procedure it has to do with controlling it's just another way to control women it's just another way I want to reclaim the term pro-life. I'm, I know. am way more pro-life. Than I know. I agree. Yeah. Of course. I agree. They, what, do, what do we say? They're anti-choice? Yeah. Is that yeah. anti-choice? anti-choice. They're not, yeah. They're not pro-life. Yeah. I actually care about the women's lives. Yeah. I care about the children's and lives, the children too. And the children, too. To, to, to paraphrase Pope Francis, bring it, like he said, because he came from... Argentina, he he worked with poor people, and when he became pope, I guess, or when he was still in Argentina, people asked him about abortion. He was like, "You have to consider the bigger sin: ha- having the abortion or having this child, knowing this child is going to live in poverty and have a horrible life and be subject to violence and all this stuff. Like, you have to, you have to think like, what's what's worse? Yeah. And it's like, if the or even pope if, can yeah. say it, or even if the mom just doesn't, if it's not yeah. right, they don't. Yeah, you can just not want to have a child. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. And that's okay. But that also goes to, like, you have to think, like, how, if you don't want to have the child, and then you have the child, how's life for that child going to be? Because that's not something you can really hide. Yeah. If you, who wants to, like, know that you weren't wanted, and you're still not wanted. You're you're here because they. They wouldn't let me get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not a good thing for a kid to know. No. No. And it's not, like, I saw the f- best thing online. It was shared. It was some, like, religious billboard that it was, like, quote. It was uh, someone praying. It was, like, God send us someone to cure cancer or something. And no, it was, like, God bubble. And it was, like, I did, but you, you aborted them. And then someone in the comments wrote, I did, but you forced her to carry a child she didn't want. And she had to drop out of school and blah, blah, yep. blah. And... Yeah ruined her life yeah. yeah so i'm on team commenter on that one yeah. yeah no i know it's infuriating and i just don't know why a decision you make with your doctor has anything to do with anybody else besides yeah. you and your doctor period no matter what the decision is hopefully like your abor- doctor anything else every 
right. choice. Right. But I mean, like, everybody has the same, like, you, whether you're taking medicine for something, whether you're doing a surgery, anything you do is your choice. And you, if you need medical, a medical consult or medical help, then that's what you get. And that's it. It's nobody else. It's, I don't understand how you can say everything is that way except this one thing we're going to single out. And by the way, it only affects women. And I know women who have had abortions. And while I don't know one of them who regrets her choice or feels like she did the wrong thing, I also don't know one of them who, you know, went in skipping and happy and left to go celebrate and drink champagne and eat cake. I mean, not that it would be bad if she did. If someone did that, that's fine. But, like, it's it's not that it's this, like, I've, I've just heard too many people say, it's just birth control. Yeah, you don't... You just go yeah. in and it's just so easy, easy way out. It's not the easy way out. It's a surgical procedure that you have to schedule and pay for. You have Sometimes to deal with it. Sometimes drive hours to get it. Yes. Yeah. You have to deal with it personally. Maybe you deal with it with your partner or not, depending on what the situation is or if you even have a partner. If it's a guy, you even know. Whatever. Maybe you're a religious person and you've dealt with it with God. Maybe you yeah. are young and you had to tell your mom. Whatever. like Or your dad or whomever's with you. Like You've dealt with it in a million ways before you even get there. Yeah. And then you have the the physical procedure. And then I, I know from having babies that no matter how pregnant you are, yeah. your uterus shrinks back to its normal size after it's got started to get ready for any of that. So if you have a miscarriage, if you have a baby to term, if you have an abortion, there's pain involved. It's not, you know... It's not an easy thing that you just go into without thinking about it and without dealing with any physical consequence of it. And if you and that's surgical abortion. If you talk about medical abortions, yeah. That's also a traumatic experience. Yeah. I a friend of mine was looking into it and, you know, I helped her out doing the research and calling places and they, you know, cuz we were trying to hide it from her parents. Yeah. You know, and and she, that was one of the questions, like, could we do this? And no one would know. And the nurse was like, no, you're going to know because you're going to be bleeding and you're going to be in pain. And you're, you have to tell your parents because it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a surgical procedure and, like, pregnancy is dangerous. Yeah. So it's not something that... Well, there are risks involved. Yeah, there yeah. are risks. Yeah. yeah, there are risks. Sorry. Um Less risk than other types of procedures. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but like someone should know if you have surgery. Yeah. Anytime you have surgery, someone else should know. Like you need a buddy to know that if something happens. Yeah. No, I meant pregnancy is dangerous. Oh, yeah. No, pregnancy is dangerous. Yeah. No, I know the abortion procedures are very safe. Yeah. Despite what they tell these women, which is a whole other. Yeah. Well, and you have to go, even if, even if, um, you're not in a state, you know, there are all these crazy rules about ultrasounds and mm. showing the the woman who's look, seeking the abortion, the heart, the yeah. heartbeat and all these things. Waiting periods. Yes. But even if, even if you, even if you're not in a state like that, the doctor still needs to see how far along you are yeah. before they decide how to do it, what procedure needs to be, they have to see how yeah, far along you, how pregnant you are. Yep. So even if you're not looking and no one's trying to make you feel bad and you're not looking at the screen, that still has to happen. They still have to do an exam. They might have to do an ultrasound to see what is going on to confirm that there is a pregnancy and then to see how far along it is before they before they do the procedure. So it's not like there's no emotional component to it, even if you don't want the, the pregnancy. Yeah. And yeah. and also your hormones are already going. You're, yeah. you're pregnant. <laughs> so your hormones are already going. And it's I mean just all that just the thought the way these people portray it to be some easy easy evil procedure. Yes. It's it's like it's like a drive-through and it makes you an evil person yeah. because you don't want to have a baby and as we know we women are on earth to just have children. Right. Well, and going and back cook. To, right. <laughs> and going back to the pro-life thing, I knew somebody who was a doctor who performed abortions among other things. Um and she had uh, now she has more but at the time a small child and was married and she had to have gates outside her not that huge home. 
Ugh. with security camera because so-called pro-life groups would send her death threats mm-hmm. and publish her address yeah, yeah. on all kinds of crazy websites and all kinds of stuff. So I just the, that these people can masquerade as if they have anybody's best interest at heart is yeah. disgusting. Well, just, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, going back to these three senators getting, yeah. I'm sure death threats are, are have happened yeah. because I have no faith in, right. in some people but same thing like you know you're and I know it's not just women abortion doctors who get it yeah. but this this the right is supposed to be the Christian compassionate right like side yet they they harass these people yeah and they stand outside abortion clinics and you have to have escorts outside of abortion clinics to help these women get through just to talk to somebody that's not compassionate yeah no then it's not compassionate to bomb clinics or mm. shoot doctors or and I'm actually shoot say up it's patients. Not compassionate to even sit and pray in front of an abortion. No, clinic. it's no. not. It's not your <laughs> no. freaking business. Go yeah. home. Right. Yeah. Right. Even the but like even the people who are there passively, I just yeah no no I I it's a private matter between you and your doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Did you read uh, Gloria Steinem's? last book i think it's called my life on the road or something like that Mm-mm. oh her, it's she, on my kindle oh but, it's, yeah. it's a good book but she dedicates the book to the doctor who performed her abortion whenever she had it like early 70s or 60s i'm not sure i forget when but i mean that's like can you imagine if Gloria Steinem had to have her child like would we mm-hmm. even know who she is? Yeah. Would she have even done right. like any of the Especially work that she then did? When, yeah. 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 And it's not to say that women with children can't accomplish anything at all. Although it was much harder then. It was than it much is harder now. then. Yeah. But like going back to what we were saying, like there's there's not really a big support system in this country if you're a single woman mm-hmm. with a child. Right. You know, other countries like Canada has I think it's Canada and maybe France. They have um, daycare, or yeah. they will help you find. France a does crash. They'll, yeah. they'll help you. Yeah. Um, regardless of if you're single or married or whatever, or like, working or not. Yeah. Yeah. They will help you find <laughs> childcare. Yeah. And that is one of the huge things we're missing in this country. Yeah. So it's it it there's it's like a systematic breakdown. Yeah. Well, women are screwed at every turn. Is yeah. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Not in the fun way. Having kids, not having kids, <laughs> doing yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. And even then, it's always good. <laughs> Evie one is shaking her head at us <laughs> yeah, for yeah, a I visual. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on to our next happy topic: um, domestic okay. violence. <laughs> Y'all. Every week's so happy. We're going to end on a good note today, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're ending on a good note. Just a preview. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, So, the CDC uh, released a report yesterday, um, which was Thursday. The report analyzed data from 18 states, um, and it found that 55% of the more than 10,000 women who were murdered in those states between 2003 and 2014 were killed in an instance involving domestic violence, which you can file that under uh, no shit. Yeah. Um, so. But why? What? Le- yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, of the 55%, um, 93% of those murders were committed by current or former partners, and seven per- the remaining 7% were... Female friends, family members, first responders, and bystanders killed during a domestic incident, which we've talked about on this podcast before, how Mm -hmm. they always call it a domestic incident when it involves violence against women. It's not like violence and a crime and murder, but it's a domestic incident. Um, uh, Anyway, the Huffington Post... Um, had an article um, that referenced the study, um, and they basically were talking about how this is not, this, the particular data is new, but 
it's not really a new subject. Like, this happens frequently, and people have already known about this. Uh, their article said that women are more likely to be killed by partners than any other group of people. Um, which we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it says the majority of mass shootings, um, the shooter had some kind of history of domestic violence. And, of course, states have passed laws or have either passed laws or are trying to pass laws to make it harder for domestic violence abusers to get guns. But the NRA, in response to that, wants to arm more people, arm more victims, which studies have shown having guns in homes and and whatnot uh, does not make women safer, clearly. So the NRA wants to push... Push more guns in the hands of people. Yeah, Jenny Rose is shaking her head. Well, there and there was a law, and I don't know if you have it in your in if you're going to talk about it, but I saw an article where Washington just passed a law where if a woman in the or a victim needs to be notified if her yeah, d- a domestic abuser. I did send it to you. I yeah. forgot that I was going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so it basically says that they have to notify the victim if their yeah. abuser buys a gun. Yeah. Which that's a good law. It's a good law. It it's a good law. I mean, it's at least if you can, if our Going against the NRA is not being effective right now, and the NRA still wants to do what they're doing with guns. At least this is trying to help from the other side. Yeah. Although being it maybe being in jail longer would help, would help more or, yeah. or whatever. Not whatever it needs. To, I guess we shouldn't be jailing everybody, but whatever we need to be doing to prevent these. Because I I feel like too it's the thing of the economic control that often goes along with this mm-hmm. kind yeah. of abuse, and so. If you're in Washington State, and I agree, it's great that they're that they're notifying these women. You probably don't live very far because you probably didn't have the economic stability or funds, just general funds, to move out of state or away from where your abuser is to mm-hmm. a place where. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you did, that's like. You shouldn't have to move. No, of course not. Yeah. No, no, no. I just mean you're probably still nearby. Like, they're yeah. telling you this guy has a gun, and also you still live in the same town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. still lives in the same town as you. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. It's. I mean, it's good to know to have the heads up, but it's, yeah. you know, I don't... Yeah. Well, this Huffington Post article said that one in ten women who were killed by an abusive partner or former partner were abused in the month leading up to their death. Yeah. So... It's not like, in some of these cases, people didn't know yeah. that yeah. this was a pattern for this person. Yeah. So. And it's and it's a strange phenomenon where people want to mind their own business. Mm-hmm. And I think that it I think that it kind of goes to a lot of the stuff we talk about in general about women and and our and how our rights are being violated and how we're seen by men and how we're talked about by men. That it starts at the level where you're you're somewhere, you or another guy is somewhere and they hear their friend, like with Donald Trump, they called it locker room talk, right? Like you hear your friend say something and you might not think it, you might think it's bad, but you don't want to get involved in a fight with your friend about whether yeah. he should mm-hmm. be commenting on that. Yeah. It's none of your business. Mm-hmm. And that's like a slippery slope into... Mm-hmm. That's their dynamic. What's oh, the they line? fight all the time. Yeah, what's the yeah. line? Right. Like, I just, yeah, I don't want to know about that. I don't want to get involved in that. Oh, she's wearing long sleeves in the summer, but I don't want to ask. Like, yeah. all those signs that people see and they don't want to get involved. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I think it starts yeah. at that. I think it starts well, even, at that very beginning level of like someone says some nasty, degrading shit about a woman to someone else. And the person who's listening doesn't agree, doesn't say anything else, but doesn't tell Stand them, up. hey, that's fucked up. Don't say that. I'm yeah. But also it goes back to the fact that it's always talked about as a domestic incident. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you see a couple, a man and a woman, fighting out in public and the man's super mad and is like maybe not hitting the woman, but like it's clear like getting in her personal space or is... Mm-hmm being somehow physical people don't intervene because that's like oh that's their that's their marriage that's you know I shouldn't it's not my business yeah 
like ridiculous. And you know, and I think like I think if we don't start standing up at every point along the way, yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of it. Like I've been in situations where little things like oh, like when men tell women to smile, and I might like roll my eyes or catch eyes with the woman who it's been said to, and roll my eyes. We might roll our eyes yeah. at each other, but. But since November and since I've been more conscious of it, I've tried to be more like, <laughs> when I hear something like that, I try to say, like, she doesn't have to smile. I could Move just, on. I could see you screaming at someone, I'm not fucking smiling. I'm not, well, at me, <laughs> if they said it to me, I would say something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll smile when I punched no you. No one yeah. come up to her and say that don't because say that. it could be bad. But, like, <laughs> if we don't step in. Yeah. If, if other men don't do it to, to men yeah. who are being that way, if we don't do it at the small level, no one's ever going to do it. At, you know, if we can't even step, step in to say, that's inappropriate, don't talk to her that way. Like, I'm sitting here witnessing it. We're in a public space. I'm yeah. hearing it. Stop what you're doing. Like, yeah. I, I feel like we never get to the spot where people, m- the majority of people are willing to yeah. step in. Mm-hmm. I mean, the final point from the article I just wanted to mention was that young women of color, um, and I think they defined uh, young women as 30 or younger, are more likely to be killed by an abusive partner or former partner than any other demographic. So that's, mm. that's, not, that's not cool either. No, and it's, yeah. Everything that's a woman's issue that we say... Like we always say, everything's a woman's issue because even some even something that seems initially not like a woman's issue is worse for women than it is for mm-hmm. the general population. And everything that's a woman's issue worse is worse for, for women, women of color than it mm-hmm. is for white women. Yeah. Um, okay, so since um, since EB1, I knew she was going to be talking about this article, looked up some resources from Montgomery County um, that people could look into, and we'll post all the links. Um, the Montgomery County, Maryland government, um, has a domestic violence assistance program. Um, they have a special unit for domestic violence assistance and they have, um, a summary chart of all the available court services, um, all the protect, all the protective orders you can get. Um, I'm, I must say that, (laughs) um, the, some of them, you know, there are three different levels kind of of the different kind of protective orders. And it just like what you were saying, that everything generally escalates. And what was the stat that like the women who are killed? One have in been, 10 had been a victim within the last month. Yeah. So it seems like you just go straight to the highest level on that. But um, I don't know. I have a question. And yeah. maybe we can have somebody on to answer this. How effective are protective orders? If you've ever listened to the song Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Not very. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... Um, just making a... Just... Just... Yeah. So I know what you're great. saying. So, yeah. so the good thing about Montgomery County is that... So the domestic violence unit... Um, the sheriff's office is our lead agency in terms of petitions for protective orders and all those different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll put up their link too and their page on, on domestic violence. Um, but we also have something called um, an FJC, which is a family justice center. And we modeled it after something that it actually started in San Francisco, but it's become like the national standard for the Justice Department. Um, and Maryland has adopted it. Uh, and it is... Um, in 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 Montgomery County, you can go to the Family Justice Center, and you get everything you need. You don't need an appointment. They oh, have well, that's chi- good. They have childcare, mm-hmm. so you could run in at any time. You could be with your it, well at any time if they're open. Of course, if it was an emergency off hours, you would call nine one one. You can bring a friend with you if you need mm-hmm. support. You can bring your children. They have a room with toys and people to help watch your kids if you need it. They not only have um, people there who are with the sheriff's department, but they also have lawyers who are free. Um, They have snacks and food and everything so that you can stay for a little while. Hmm. 
Um, they can get emergency protective orders for you. Um, they have immigration consultations. So if you are in a situation where you're afraid to go somewhere because you are not um, in the country, did not enter the country um, legally, they have immigration um, lawyers there to help you. Um, they have a safe haven for pets. So if you have a pet in your home Aww. and the reason that you're not leaving is because you're afraid to leave the pet with the person who's violent and you have a connection, they have a place to... Um, the Humane Society runs a special spot for people who are coming back for their animals but who have been displaced because of domestic violence. Um, That's my favorite part so of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Safety planning, legal advocacy, legal representation, um, and then they also do shelter placement for the abuse victim and whatever children may be with her. Um, and some of those uh, placements, and we'll put up the link to that and also the link to their brochure, which they have in English and in Spanish and in Chinese, I think, all on the website. But they also have translators available. Um, they uh, Two of those shelters are the Betty Ann Cronkey Center, um, and uh, it's this. That's like an emergency domestic violence um, shelter. It's sixty beds, short-term crisis center, um, but they have you know communal meals and and they make it as much like home as possible. And we'll put up the link to that. Um, the the this shelter is a place where you you have to go through Montgomery County Crisis Center to get there. to get there. They they refer you. Um, the crisis center is 24 hours. So if you couldn't go to this federal justice center because it was during office hours, mm-hmm. you would call 911. They would send you to the crisis center and, and they would get you in emergency housing until you could get in to see the lawyers, whoever you needed to see. Um, and then the other one, um, well, there are a bunch. I mean, there's stepping stone shelter. There are a lot of shelters, but one of the other ones that they use um, is House of Ruth, Maryland. And um, we'll post the the links to both. The Betty Ann Cronkey Center has a way to donate, um, and House of Ruth has a way to donate, but they also have a wish list for things that they need, um, and they bold out the things that they need um, more than other things. Um, and some things are as simple as like baby wipes and socks. Um, when the school year starts, they uh, need school supplies sometimes for kids who end up there with their moms um, or caregivers. So um, that's a good way to donate too mm. if you, um, within the state of Maryland, if you don't want to. Um, but that's General Maryland Betty and Cronkey Center is Montgomery County. Um, so we'll post the links to all of those, but um, there are definitely lots of resources in Montgomery County and lots of ways to help um, support those resources if that's something in which you are uh, interested. Cool. cool. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> okay. um, what else? Oh, before we go to Woman of the Week, to say thank you to everybody for coming to our happy hour. Yes, our happy hour was super fun. Yeah, it was really good time. fun. Um, we'll have another one coming at you in August, and we're just working out um, the location for that. Um, but we'll definitely have um our chapter meeting and our um happy hour both up on our calendar on our website which Mm is www.mcmdnow.org um the locations will be forthcoming yes as soon as we have them locked in and there's an event on women's equality day Mm -hmm. on august 26th we'll post that on our calendar also yeah and we have some other dates coming up um, that are not Montgomery County Now related, but we have some other area um, feminist activities for you that are up on the up on the calendar already. Sounds good. Yeah. Before I forget, if you'd like to follow us on social media, since I forget all the time, <laughs> um, it's like our website. It's MC for Montgomery County, MD for Maryland, Now for National Organization for Women. We're on facebook twitter and instagram and if you like our podcast and would like to rate it five stars on itunes not only does it make us look good but it helps people find it so we want more people to find it if you like the podcast help us help us reach a bigger audience 
So please, um, and feel free to comment which one of us you like the best. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like middle school. <laughs> if you just say Alyssa, we'll never know which one. But if yeah. you say Jenny Rose, we'll know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Good to see all my cousins all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all the comments are yeah. Jenny Rose, Jenny Rose, Jenny Rose, Jenny Rose. All, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Leave something funny in the comments. Yeah, I like funny. Like, take something random that we said in each episode and just leave that as a comment yeah. and confuse anyone who hasn't listened to the episode. <laughs> we also accept movie references. We sure do. Yeah. Especially Thelma and Louise and Practical Magic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll watch soon. Yeah. If you want to leave some lyrics from Goodbye Earl, I like that song a lot. That's what you, should play, the, that's what you should play at the end of this. I feel like I probably don't have the rights to do that. Uh, yeah. um, the other song we played the one time was yeah, in the it was public domain. Old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good song. It is a great song. You have the bumper sticker. I do have a bumper sticker <laughs> on my car. I was waiting for somebody to say that. So I'm going to give you another opportunity to be ashamed of me. I've never heard Goodbye Oh, thank <laughs> Jenny Rose. I have it on my phone. Let's do it right Good after. God. I can't even believe it. She's known me for how many months I drive around my Earls in the trunk I bumper mean, sticker. I mean, know, I know what the bumper sticker is because I think I asked somebody and they were like, the Dixie Chicks? And I was like, oh. Um, my favorite thing is when people like pull up to me at a red light and they're just like, I like your bumper sticker. And like, ha- and or like in a parking lot, people comment frequently in parking lots. Yeah. And... One dude in an airport parking lot who I'm fairly certain had no idea what it was in reference to was like, Earl's in a trunk, that's hilarious, ah ha ha, there's a dead guy in your trunk. And I was like, do you know what it's from? And he was just like, it's funny. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say to you or think about you. Right, yeah. But you, I enjoy this experience yeah. talking to you. <laughs> In a public space where there are cameras. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. Jenny Rose has lost so much respect in my eyes. <laughs> Which, considering I've never seen Thelma and Louise, I'm sure is, like, down, like, really, really low. I can't believe it. That's, like, all my high school bumper stickers were Thelma and Louise. Yeah, I also used to have a Thelma and Louise live bumper sticker on my I car. I had one that said Thelma and Louise fell off choice. In a, I had a magnet, and it, <laughs> <laughs> and it fell off in a car wash. I wasn't happy about yeah. that. Those were the days when now had a store. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah now yeah. had a store. Oh. The Now downtown, like the National Now had a little storefront and they had bumper stickers. I wish there was still a store. I know. They had all the American Girl books because they're really pro, like, girl really? power. Uh-huh. Never yeah. read any of this. Yeah, yeah. They're really See, cool. See, aren't they dolls? Yeah, yeah but, but they're, they're the books. His, they're historical dolls from, like, different time periods and they do cool stuff. Like, one of them starts a newspaper. They do, like... One of them's in the Revolution... Or yeah. She Helps the Revolutionary War. There's... Oh, they're... I'm they're great books. No, 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 no. The books are good. I never had any of the dolls, because the, doll, the dolls were not cheap. Yeah, my mom um, would find But they... My mom my grandmother got me the books, because you yeah. could just... You had the books at a bookstore. And they were, yeah. like, historical fiction for... Yeah. Yeah, but girl power. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably too old now. Nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll read one of those as soon as you watch that one the week. All right, so read, do the Woman of the Week so we can play Goodbye Girl for this lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my good God. I'm trying to read our podcast. It won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenny Rose is setting a bad example for all of you trying to rate our podcast five stars. But I'll give her some extra points because she came up with our Woman of the Week. Her name is Ellen Ochoa. She is the current director of the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. And she is the first Hispanic woman in the world to go into space. The Johnson Space Center has had 11 directors in its history, and she is the second woman and the first Hispanic person to hold that position. She has a BS in physics and an MS and doctorate in electrical engineering. She received the Distinguished Service Medal, which is NASA's highest award, so that's pretty cool. Um, She was inspired to apply to become an astronaut when she saw Sally Ride become the first female astronaut in space, Um, and that happened when Ellen was 25 years old. She applied to be an astronaut three times before NASA accepted her in 1990. Uh, Her first space flight was aboard the Space Shuttle Discovery in 1993. 
She has spent almost 1,000 hours in space over four different flights, which seems like a lot of hours. That sounds like a long time. Yeah. Um, In her space flights, she used robotic arms to capture a satellite and maneuver spacewalkers outside the International Space Station. Um, One of her proudest uh, accomplishments is she's had six schools across the U.S. named after her. Um, She has three schools named after her in California, which is where she's from, and one each in Texas, Washington, and Oklahoma. A little fun tidbit I found in her Johnson Space Center official biography. It says she enjoys traveling. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Which is hilarious, I think, for an astronaut. It's like the ultimate travel destination. So, yeah. There's Ellen Ochoa. She's she's a cool woman who's done lots of things I would never do. Yeah, um, brave woman. Yeah, and she's broken barriers as the first Hispanic woman to go into space. Um, I get so happy when schools are named after women astronauts. Just women in general. Also. Yeah, well, yeah, women in general. But, like, I know there's around here, isn't there Krista McAuliffe? Yes. Yeah, like, I, it makes me so happy when it's, like, women astronauts named after, or schools named after women astronauts. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Because that's, like, a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's a, you know. Yeah. So she can't get it to work either, so. I, I promise, I've done it, you can write the I, did, I, I, just did it. I just did it, but I had to press send, like, a million times on mine before it went, and I'm pressing send, but it's not going. Are we It'll going? go. Yeah. Okay. So, but, yeah, no, I... Just I one of my very dear friends is a um, a literal rocket scientist, like literal, and yeah. she wants to be an astronaut. So I and I love women astronauts or aspiring astronauts. So yeah, just women in science, yay! Mm-hmm. There's Sally Ride Elementary School in Germantown too. I was gonna there? say I thought there was yeah. one around here. Do you want to know something? Yes, I have an absolutely irrational fear of getting lost in space. <laughs> Like you, like you become an astronaut, or like one day you just wake up and you're in space. Um, like gravity, like not that I saw gravity, but like floating out and like never coming mm-hmm. back. Yeah, just I learned this. I learned this fear when I was in college. I was home on a break, and two of my friends came to visit. I took them to the Air and Space Museum, and we were watching the 3D IMAX uh, video they had at the time, which was. Like someone doing a spacewalk and yeah. a little piece of space debris yeah. severed the cord attaching them to the oh, no, space no, no, station. No, no, no. And I had a legitimate panic attack. <laughs> no. And I had to leave the theater. And That's... I can't. I can't watch Gravity. Or I I've not. No, I can't watch it either. I cannot yeah. watch it because I will have a panic attack. I mean, I have so much respect. For these people, because there's that, because I'm with you. I'm claustrophobic. So oh, I can I, and the claustrophobia, and then you can't go anywhere. You're up in space, mm-hmm. and you you can't go anywhere. And like, maybe we're, maybe it's like, well, once you get to be an astronaut, like you're like, screw it, I'm an astronaut, like it's yeah. fine. No, but you can't, I don't yeah. Want to <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. But yeah, it's it's because you just float there until you die. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else can get you? No. No. It's like... And it's, but I mean, you could and, just take your helmet off, right? That's true. I would do that. Because yeah. I, I can't. Just end it all. I didn't well, think about it. We that. said we were ending on a happy note. <laughs> happy yeah. note. Well, it's happier than being lost in space so you just die natural causes. No. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty, like, watching, like, the Earth and the stars and all. No. No, no, no it wouldn't no. be pretty, like, watching yourself float away from the space station and be like, buy all the other humans anywhere near around me. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could get super nerdy right now, but I won't. All right, let's go listen to Goodbye, Earl. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. We'll be back next week. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say to make it happy. <laughs> I, there's um, nothing. I mean, I mean, Ellen Ochoa is still alive. Yeah, she is alive. She's, She's alive. doing great. She's doing great things. Yes. Yeah, speaking of the Johnson Space Center, here's a positive. Lyndon Johnson's my favorite president. <laughs> really? Uh huh. I love Lyndon. I've Johnson. never. Wow. Yeah, I got a T-shirt with his face on it. 
president who like moons somebody? Oh, moons and astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> We're just bringing it full circle. And Johnson. He, um, <laughs> I don't know, but that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> He's into hijinks. Yeah, he used to skinny dip in the White House pool and, like, have meetings in his bed. He's like, I'm not getting up today. <laughs> Come to my bedroom. Lyndon oh. Johnson's a man. I'm, I w- I'm not a fan of the Vietnam War, but he didn't start that. <laughs> Everything else he did, I'm cool with. <laughs> we gotta go. Cracking Evie's, up. Too di- Evie's just dying. We gotta go. <laughs> Anyway, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.